Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master King, a day of enlightenment, liberation, emancipation, vindication of you from your own self, so I can dis- you can discover who you are. The Bible says that our life is hidden with God in Christ, so our life is hidden, so I got to discover my life. If I don't know my life, it's because my life is hidden. So to discover my life and discover Christ, discover Christ, I discover my life. Well, welcome to another broadcast. <clears throat> I want to congratulate you for being a part of this uh, broadcast today. On this Monday afternoon, I pray that your Sunday service on yesterday was awesome, powerful, dynamite, supernatural. I pray that Jesus manifested himself as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And I pray that your day today, those of you that uh, uh, went to the marketplace today, that you carry it over from yesterday into the day what the Lord uh, did for you on yesterday. Uh, church services are not designed to just go and have a great time, but it's to go and to receive so you can now extend that which you receive. You are to implement that which you have received. And that, that which in the earth, that which is created, will come subject to the Christ on the inside of you. So I believe that God has raised up an army in this last day, and I believe that you are part of that army. Great men and women of authority, great men and women of power, great men and women that knows how to access the realm of the spirit, uh, the heart of God, the mind of God, and execute it in the earth realm. What we need to understand as Uh, believers, as long as you're alive in the earth, you will be experiencing warfare uh, basically all the days of your life, every moment of your life. And uh, many times the warfare that you may be experiencing is not demonic forces, but your own self. The Bible let us know that in the book of Galatians that there's a great battle that is going on at this present time. So war has been waged against the Holy Spirit and uh, my Adamic nature, your Adamic nature. So you and I, we cannot, we cannot become, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, We can't become slack. We cannot become uh, careless. That's the word I'm looking for, careless, uh, concerning our flesh. So many times we focus on the enemy. The Bible let us know in the book of Peter that uh, you and I, to be, we are to be sober, sober and vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, walketh around seeking whom he may devour. I personally believe that the devil cannot devour no born-again believer unless the born-again believer give the enemy place. And the only place that we he can take advantage of us is when we submit ourselves to our, or I want to say submit, as we yield to the dictates, cravings, and passions, the will of our flesh, he have an entry point to come in and to harass, to manipulate, to lie to us, to deceive us, to trick us. That's his greatest weapon is deception. And... Um, if you and I will follow the pattern of Christ, uh, it'll be very difficult for the enemy to come to manipulate us. Jesus made a powerful statement one day in the word of the Lord. He said, the devil cometh and findeth nothing in me. He comes and find nothing. He comes to find nothing in me. Now, we know that Jesus was not born with flesh uh, like we were. And blood like we have it. Uh, the Adamic nature is in our flesh. 
So he was born in the fashion of a man, the likeness of man. It's flesh, but it's not Adamic flesh. So that's why uh, his blood comes from his father. His flesh comes from his, um, I wouldn't say from the father, but his the internal nature comes from uh, the father. So therefore, Jesus uh, was tempted in every point like we were, <clears throat> but his temptation uh, there was no characteristics and attributes of his temptation. What I mean by that, what the enemy tempted him with, there was no characteristic of it in him. Usually what the devil tempts us with is characteristics of our Adamic nature. And so, therefore, he's able to manipulate if we are not careful or if that thing has not been put to death. So all the days of your life on in this earth realm, you and I will be fighting. We got to be mindful. We got to be careful. And even the Bible tells us that we must fight the good fight of faith. If you would notice, uh, uh, when you begin to read the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation, very, I mean, think of, if you think about it, very few chapters is not dealing with some kind of level of warfare, spiritual or natural. So therefore, evidently, the Bible must be a warfare manual. God, the Bible says in the book of Exodus that God is a mighty man of war. God himself is a mighty man of war. We need to begin to understand the manipulation of the power of the Lord, how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Demons is no good. The ultimate goal is to block and to stop uh, um, the progression of the kingdom of God. The ultimate goal is to destroy our lives. The Bible said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Now, forces of darts don't sleep, so they're always manipulating. They're going forth. And always understand this right here. Now, watch this. See, understand how it works. In the, in the Garden of Eden, when uh, uh, the serpent was, was speaking to Eve in the Garden of Eden, what was the serpent doing? He was planting seeds of uh, doubt and unbelief towards God. Planting what? Seeds of doubt and unbelief towards God. For what reason? To get her to disobey God. So therefore, not only God, first of all, disobey God, then disobey a husband who gave her uh, the instructions on what God said to do. Now, always understand this right here. Your relationships, your relationships, just like the enemy planted a seed in the mind of Eve, which caused a division between her and God and her and her husband, that's how he operates, ladies and gentlemen. Every thought come to your mind. Can you discern the thought that comes into your mind? Can you discern the thoughts, where they come from, where they originate from, that comes into your mind? The enemy plants seeds in our spouse's mind. The enemy plants seeds of doubt and unbelief in our children's mind to try to get the children to doubt the authority and the validity of their parents. The enemy ultimately goes to plant seeds in a husband's mind against a wife and a seed in a wife's mind against a husband. But the problem with all of this, how many of us is able to discern and stop and say, wait a minute, what, where is this thought coming from? But a lot of us, we don't. Where is this thought coming from? So what happens is we end up accepting the thought as truth. And then when you accept anything as truth, you're going to act upon it. And when you act upon a thing, then you bring the thing into fruition. We was uh, uh, sharing in our Bible study on, uh, on uh, last uh, week, Wednesday. I want to share a scripture with you. I think will help you. This came in my spirit right now. If I can uh, find the scripture. It's in the uh, uh, the book of James. Let me see. Can I go there real quick, if you will? Understanding how it works. Now, that I personally believe that the Bible cannot lie. The Bible is not a book of lies. 
I believe the Bible is, a, is the word of God. I believe that the Bible has been inspired by God. But where the enemy manipulates so many is not understanding or rightly dividing the word. And what we have a tendency to do, and I've seen this happen too, we, we make the Bible fit us. That is very dangerous. We make, the, we, we make the Bible fit our circumstances. We make the Bible fit our situation. That is very dangerous for you and I to take the word of God and find scriptures to justify my circumstances, justify my situation. I was uh, speaking to someone on uh, yesterday, uh, a very bright young man, uh, got a good mind on him, and uh, basically was raised up in church all their life. And I said, you, you, you really need to understand that God is bigger than you. <laughs> uh, uh, God is bigger than your, 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 your experience. God is bigger than what you've been exposed to. That is the problem with the church. We are so limited. And it really re- reveals that we are more carnal than we are spiritual. Because God is bigger than, than your denomination. God is bigger than your spiritual environment. God could never do anything great with the majority of us uh, because we limit him. God is so vast. He's so awesome. He's so dynamic. We quote these scriptures, but we don't even understand the scripture when he says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither enter into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for us that love him. But he's revealing them unto us by his Spirit. Now, if you even just take that particular passage of Scripture, just take that, if you will. Now, now, that is telling us something. He says, I have not seen nor ear heard. Now, this is how vast our God is. This is how awesome our God is. I have not seen, ear have not heard. Now, what have you seen? Even what you are seeing is so limited. Some of you all have never even went outside of your neighborhood, um, uh, uh, never traveled outside of your city or outside of your state. And, and, but we think that's how big God is based on our experience and our exposure. He's too big. And if you have traveled the world, if you travel the world, he's bigger than all of the countries that you have ever visited. He said, I have not seen. I have not seen. Do you understand what that is saying? If you just stop and think about it, we, we just quote it. We don't stop and think. I have not seen. That means things you've seen on television, because God wasn't on television when the scripture was written, but God knew television was coming, come, coming into existence. I have not seen. Ear have not heard. You haven't heard anything on the radio, XM radio, series radio. You haven't, you haven't heard anything on the radio. You haven't heard any, any history. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of men. Neither have entered into the heart of men. Are you hearing the Lord tonight? I don't care what. He said whatever is, you, has entered your heart is still so minute and so small compared to what God is able to do for you. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Whoa. It didn't say that. The things that God has prepared, the things that God has prepared for them that love him, I haven't seen, ear haven't heard, neither have entered into the heart of men, but them that love Are, are you hearing this? You, you haven't seen nothing. Your mind can't even phantom, the scripture tells us. Our mind cannot even phantom. He says, God has prepared some things. But the sad thing about the preparation, a lot of us may not ever experience it because he says, God has prepared these things for them that love him. God has prepared these things for them that love him. So then my question would be, do I love him? Because I've seen some things. I heard some things. Some things that entered in my heart. And I haven't seen 
seen anything uh, greater than what I've seen, greater than what I heard. I'm sure it's probably some things that exist I haven't seen or heard. I got a pretty big vision, pretty big mindset. But God says, my eyes haven't seen, my ears haven't heard, neither have entered into my heart the things that God himself has prepared for me, for you, that love him. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that God can manifest it and bring it to pass the exceedingly, the abundantly, above all you're able to ask or think? I know he can. That's the kind of God we serve. I know he can. And I know he will. My question would be to me and you, do we love him? I didn't say have a love for him, love him. Now, there's a distinction in having a love for him and loving him. It's a distinction. It's a distinction. But what it means to love him, to love him is to be abandoned. To love him is to be sold out. So to love him is for me to abandon E.J. McKenzie, to abandon my will, my desires, my everything. So he says, I haven't seen. No ear hurt. So why would I want to hold on? But this is what we do. Why would I want to hold on to my dream when he's telling me that he have a dream that's bigger than my dream? You can't dream big enough. You can't see further enough. The things that I have prepared for them that love me. But what is the greatest enemy of my love? Is it my spouse? Is it my children? Is it my business? Is it my investments? Is it money? Is it career? What is is bigger? I mean, what do I love more than him? Maybe not any of those things. The greatest enemy of our love for God is ourselves. That's the greatest enemy. We won't we won't allow God to become God. He will he he will allow somebody. Uh, uh, to lie on us because he want to manifest himself as truth to us. That's how it works. But what happens when somebody lies on us, we become the truth. We protect ourselves and say, that's a lie. But Jesus didn't do it that way. Jesus kept his mouth closed. The Bible says in 1 Peter, he submitted himself to him who judges righteously. He submitted himself to him who judges righteously. He submitted himself to him who judges righteously. Are you getting this? He will allow someone to steal from you before you to experience restoration. For you to experience restoration. I love that scripture. And Samuel, concerning David and his men at Ziklag, when they was uh, uh, with the Philistines, we really getting ready to manipulate them. When they came back, all of the wives and children, all of their substance was gone. And David's own men wanted to stone him, kill him, because their wives and children was gone. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Then he consulted the Lord and said, Lord, will you deliver these people into our hands? God said, I will deliver them. He said, pursue them. He actually said, pursue them. He said, pursue them. You will overtake them, and without fail, you will recover all. Without fail. Oh, I love that. I love that. Without fail, without fail, you recover all. So God will allow the devil to steal from you just for God to become your restoration of all things. But problem is we won't let him become our restoration because we're going to go and fight and take back what that devil stole from us. When I say devil and people, the devil uses people. We're going to go and fight and take back. We won't just stop, be quiet, submit, yield. Then the devil always going to bring people around you and say, you going to let people treat you like that? 
You want to let somebody do you like that? If it was me, I would go after them. I would take them out. I would I would send, I'd take them to court. I, I'd go over there with my gun. I would shoot them. I'd go over there with my machete or my dagger like Peter had cut the high priest's ear, a servant ear off. Then we, we, we hinder, we stop, we block the Lord from becoming the Lord in our lives. What we want to do, we want to read. But he want to encounter. We want to read. We want to confess. But he wants an encounter. And God spoke to David and said, without fail, you shall recover all. Without fail, you shall recover all. Let me ask you this question, ladies and gentlemen. Has the devil stolen anything from you? This is our season. This is our due season, set time, our season of recovering all. You've gone through hell and back. Are you ready for recovery? Now, God said it. And David went forth, and he pursued the enemies that took the wives, the children, and took all of their stuff when he recovered. He just did not. See, this is what I love about the law of restoration. What you've got to understand, the law of restoration is not God giving you something that the enemy took from you. The law of restoration is God giving you something in a better quality and quantity of what the enemy stole from you. What you're going to get back is going to be better. What you're going to get back, the quality is going to be better. What you get back is going to be more than what the enemy took from you. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? This is your season of recovering all without fail. Man, I feel the anointing. Every time I say that, I feel the presence of God. Every time I say that, then go ahead and say it with me, if you will. Without fail, I shall recover all. One more time. Without fail, I shall recover all. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, ladies and gentlemen. What have he stolen? What have he killed? What have he destroyed? If he killed it, then resurrection time is coming. If he destroyed it, then restoration is coming. Are you hearing me? So this is your due season, your set time, and without fail, you shall recover all. Without fail, I shall recover all. Without fail, I shall recover all. Without fail, I shall recover the anointing that the enemy manipulated from me by getting me to sin in my flesh, to operate in my flesh, to operate in my feelings, my emotions, speaking out of turn. I shall recover my anointing. I shall recover my prayer life. Without fail, I shall recover my intercession life. I shall recover my study life. I shall recover every business deal that went south. I recover all without fail. I will recover all of my relationships. I will recover my marriage. I will recover my children. I will recover my ministry. I will recover my business. I will recover my home. I shall recover all without fail. When David and him uh, uh, met up with the men, this is another thing. You can't have mercy on your enemies. You cannot have mercy on your enemies. And once again, the enemies is not people. I got to keep hitting, hitting this with, with us because we like quoting it until somebody cross us, then they become our enemy. We love quoting, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You recover. You shall recover all. You shall recover all. You shall recover all. You shall recover all without fail. You shall recover all. But they didn't just recover all. After they caught up with the enemy, they beat them down, killed every, everybody until there was no more except uh, a few men that rode away on, on camels. They got away. And the Bible says that uh, uh, they recover all, not only their substance, but all of the other stuff that they stole from everybody else. Nobody else caught up with them and overtook them. David went in the strength and the power of a word from heaven. Shall I pursue them? Yes. Now, my question would be to you, even though you shall recover all without fail, are you willing to pursue your enemy? Are you willing to pursue your enemy? Are you really willing to pursue that devil that has lied to you and manipulate, to you, manipulate you? Are you willing to pursue the spirit of lying? 
Pursue that spirit. Take authority of that spirit. Beat that spirit down to his rightful place. And what is the rightful place of that spirit? Under your feet. The Bible said God has placed all things under his feet. Whose feet? Christ's feet. If they're Christ's feet, then they're your feet. He didn't say he put all things under the head. He put everything under his feet. Christ is the head of the body. We are his body. We are the body of Christ. So when God placed all things under Christ's feet, he placed all things under our feet. We are the body of Christ. We are who? The body of Christ. We are who? The body of Christ. So you place all enemies upon our feet. Then what we supposed to do with the enemies under our feet? Well, Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. What? All the power of the enemy. What? All the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing shall by enemies hurt you. They don't want you to decree and declare. I decree and declare nothing shall by enemies hurt my spirit. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my soul. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my mind. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my heart. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my body. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my marriage. Nothing by enemies shall hurt my children. Nothing shall by enemies shall hurt my ministry. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my men, uh, my business. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my uh, my uh, investments. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my destiny. Nothing shall by enemies hurt my lineage. You you decree that now. Notice now in Luke ten nineteen that's written in red. And you know it's written in red. Who's talking? Jesus talking. Jesus talking. So he placed all things, all enemies upon your feet. He placed all enemies upon my feet. Now the problem with that is. Uh, you still got to pursue the enemy who he's placed upon his feet. Now, notice what the Lord said to David. Now, this really wasn't my intention going this route, but the Spirit of God is going this route because he wanted to encourage some people tonight. Had something else I want to share. Notice what the Lord said today. After David consulted the Lord, the Lord says, go ahead and pursue them. I have delivered them. I have delivered his hand. Without fail, you should recover. But he still had to pursue. He still had to go after the enemy who stole from him. And not one child was hurt. Not one woman was hurt. None of their animals and livestock was ever hurt or damaged. Not one. But they, they, they overtook them, destroyed them, and all of the other things... Um, that uh, that they raided and took from other uh, uh, other bands of, of people that was out there. They was raiders. David didn't just recover their stuff, but they had a great spore. A great spore. Now this kind of remind me of transferring the wealth. This kind of remind me of transferring the wealth. Now there's a scripture that tells us that the wicked. They will build, but they won't enjoy it. The wicked will gather up for us. That's what the scripture says. They will gather up, but we will enjoy it. Are you understanding what is happening here? God has allowed. You got to understand how God operates. God, God must do things from a legal perspective. It must be legality. It must be legal. Now, God has allowed somebody to take your stuff, take your daddy mama stuff, take your granddaddy stuff, your grandmama stuff, your great great granddaddy, great great grandmama. Now that's illegal, isn't it? Absolutely. It's illegal in this realm, it's illegal in the realm of God. The thief. So but but in, in the process of time, in the process of time which is now. This is your time. This is your season. God has set an open door before you. Now, now, since your time, God always operates by legality. That means uh, he gives the enemy space to repent. He gives the enemy space to repent, and the enemy 
time to restore what the enemy stole. But probation period is up. 2012 was probation period. God gave the enemy from the year 2000 to the year 2012 a chance to get back to you everything he stole from you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost up in here today. Are you hearing the Lord? The Lord gave the enemy a probation period. Twelve years. He gave him twelve years to return back to you everything he's stolen from you, from your marriage, from your family, your extended family, your ministry, your health, your wealth, your investments. He gave the enemy a, a probation period, but he did not. Accomplish the heart and the mind of God of returning back to you what he stole from you, your lineage, your parents, your grandparents, your great-great-grandparents. He gave him a probation period, and the enemy did not do it. His time is up. When was his time up? It expired. Midnight, December the 31st, 2012. And now God has set an open door before you. God has opened the heavens over your life. This is recovery time. But not recovery, but recovery without fail time. Go ahead and say it again. I shall recover all without fail. So we see God will allow the enemy to steal from you, take from you, and you've been going through, and you've been saying, oh, God, poor me, why me, why me? Close your mouth, because you're about to get yourself in trouble. Now, don't let me have to pray a dumb spirit on you. So what do you mean by that, preacher? In the book of Luke, chapter 1, Zacharias and Elizabeth had a child at an old age, and his name was John. But it was customary that they named the, the child, the firstborn son, after the father. And so, therefore, when the angel appeared to him and told him what was going to happen, the angel caused him to be dumb because he didn't believe. And why? Because if he had, was able to talk, then uh, because he was the high priest, uh, everybody going to listen to him, but God uh, told him and his wife that the baby's name would be John. But the angel said, I'm going to strike you with a dumb spirit because you don't believe. Now, other words, you're going to mess up the blessing with your mouth, Zachariah. You're going to mess up the blessing, so let me cause a dumb spirit to come upon you so you don't mess up the blessing with your mouth. And do God have to put a dumb spirit on you so you don't mess up your blessing? With your mouth, you start talking everything but what God has said, talking everything what God has promised, talking everything but recovering all without fail, speaking what you see, speaking what you hear, and that's not what God said. God said, uh, pursue, overtake, and you will recover all without fail. You shall recover all without fail. You're not just recovering your stuff. But you're recovering your granddaddy's stuff, your mama's stuff, your daddy's stuff, your great-grandparents' stuff. And maybe some of your brothers and sisters, nephews, nieces, uncles, and aunts that is dead, that the devil has stolen from. This is a season of recovering all. You have a commandment from God. You have a commandment from God. So if, 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 and if you know that you're too loose with your tongue, then you ask God to put a dumb spirit on you so you don't mess up your blessing. So you don't destroy your blessing. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit tonight? Are you hearing the Holy Spirit tonight? Now, when God spoke to David and said, pursue them, overtake them, and without fail, you shall recover all because I delivered them into your hands. Now, if David sat around into, and, and, and got into a prayer meeting and said, all right, boys, come on, let's get together. Let's do some intercession. Let's do a fast right now. You know, the Lord just spoke to me and said that, uh, that to pursue them, to overtake them without fear, we're going to recover all. But let's do a prayer meeting. Let's have a prayer meeting right now. Let's do a, uh, let's do, um, a half a day fast uh, or let's do a three-day fast. And, and then we'll put, they, they were never caught up with them. There's a, there's a season for fasting. 
And there's a season of prayer. And there's a season of action. When's your season for action? It ain't time to be fasting. When's your season for action? It ain't time for prayer. David already done it. Why are you going to have to bring the men into a prayer meeting? He's already communed with the Father. He's already talked with the Father. And the Father has already said, pursue, overtake, and without fail, you shall recover all. Your anointing, your thought life, your emotional life, your affectionate life, recover it from the devil. Take it back and give it to his rightful owner, which is the Father God himself. Take your spouse back. Take your children back. Take your business back. Take your ministry back. Take the anointing back. I speak, I decree, and I declare. You shall recover all without fail. I speak it, I decree it, and I declare it. Now, are you willing to do what David did? In the midst of the lies of the devil? You could be discouraged right now. David could have been discouraged. He could have been discouraged because his own men that he thought loved him and loyal to him wanted to kill him. They blamed him because they was with him when he was with the Philistines. It's with him. And this was good because that was a test of David's heart as well. David had 600 men that followed him, and he pursued the enemy. 200 got weary. I'm going to show you how God tests you. Because what happens many times when God blesses us, we get arrogant. And the only reason we get arrogant is because we, we are more carnal than we are spiritual. I'm going to show you something. When he pursued, 600 men, 200 fell by the wayside. They was weary. And David had them to stay back. And the other 400 went ahead and pursued. They overtook them. Now, the 400 that went with David said, yeah, I mean, they had a great spoil. Now, the ones that didn't go back with us, when they met up, y'all didn't get nothing. You all are not getting absolutely nothing because you all didn't go all the way. Y'all didn't fight in the battle. You didn't fight in the battle. And David said, that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. The Lord gave us victory today. The Lord delivered our enemies in our hands today. It was the Lord. It wasn't us. It was the Lord. You see how the enemy manipulates to make us think that we accomplished something? And we take personal ownership of the thing? No. You need to understand, when God manifests your victory in this season he have you in, do not let the devil trick you, making you think it was you. Don't let him trick you. Give God glory. Give God glory. Shouted from the housetop, the Lord has wrought the great victory today. Your health is going to manifest, and I pray that you divinely align. This is the season of the manifestation of your divine health. All that pain in your knees, all that pain in your lower back, all that pain in that right eye, all that pain on the shoulder area is just tight. It's being liberated. And one of the most deadliest things that we've been seeing, cancer and diabetes. You claim that this is your season. You recover your health back. You shall recover your pancreas back. You shall recover your kidneys back. Some of you all, we have, you have allowed the devil to lie to you. Some of you all have received a, 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 some damage in your body as a result of your lifestyle that you lived before you got saved and the enemy playing with you. 
you recover all. You tell the devil, I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Tell the devil, is any man being in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Then you claim the newness. Even though it's talking about your spirit, when your spirit is new, your soul can be new and your body can be new. All of us, all of us, that's on this broadcast today, let's begin to claim brand new hearts, brand new livers, brand new kidneys, brand new pancreas, uh, a brand new uh, 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 intestines, brand new lungs. Brand new eyes and vision, brand new ears and hearing, brand new joints. You 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 speak, decree, and declare. I shall not have hip surgery. The individuals on there that's having pain in, in, in the hip area. I will not have hip surgery. Say brand new knees. You will not have replacement knee surgery. My knees is being restored now. The cartilage in my knees is being restored now, even to that of my, the days of my youth. I will recover all. I will recover all. Brand new glands. Brand new cells. Brand new red and white blood cells. Divine balance in your blood cells. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? Brand new skin. I don't care how old you're getting, you tear your skin. That even as it was with Moses, so shall it be with me. Brand new. I'm recovering all without fail. I'm recovering all without fail. I command it right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord has given me a charge. So therefore, loose and let it go. I beat you down, devil. You spirit of infirmity, you spirit of deformity, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bind you, I rebuke you, I cast you down, I cut you off, and I command you to be rooted up and rooted out of my body in the name of Jesus, and I drive you not only out of my body, but I drive you out of this region, and I command you not to return in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, right now, in Jesus' name, the areas of my body that the spirit of infirmity once occupied, Holy Spirit, fill that part of my body. Even now, quicken that part of my body. Even now, make it a live spirit of the living God in Jesus' name. This is how you need to learn how to talk to the devil and pray. You command him to get out. And command him to leave the regent and do not return to the regent. And why you say that, preacher? Because, number one, we hear a lot of ignorance in prayer. We're casting out devils. We're trying to cast, send them to hell. And the Bible never, nowhere in the Bible you see, you see that Jesus cast out a devil who is our pattern. He's our head and sent the demon to hell. We've never seen him send them to the pit. They will eventually go to the pit. It's not their season to go to the pit. Nowhere in the scripture. There's a man that had a legion of demons in him. And Jesus cast the demons out. And the demon said, please don't send us out of the region, but let us go over there into the herd of swine. He said, go. You know the story. They went to the swine, ran off the cliff, killed themselves. Notice they didn't want to leave the region. They stayed in the region. Killed the herd of swine, but they stayed in the region. Then you tell that devil that's been a challenge in you. I command the leader region. You foul spirit that has been challenging my mind. And if there's any mental illness in your family, I'm gonna tell you something about that 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 spirit of uh, hereditary spirit, a generational thing. You deal with that thing. You break that thing. You recover. You recover the health that the devil stole from your your parents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents. If there's been a generational sickness in your family of mental illness uh, and your family members has been challenged with mental illness, 
and you and you faith that thing gonna hit you, you take authority over it right now. No, you're gonna recover. You your your mental state is going to be sharper. Three, four, five generations collected together sharper because the devil stole their mental capacity. Oh, I feel the spirit of the living God talking to us tonight. There will not be any mental illness here. There will not be any mental disorder in this body. You, 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 you stole my mother's capacity. You stole my brother's capacity or my father or my grandparents or my great-grandparents. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I, command, I recover the mental capacity of my father, my mother, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. In the name of Jesus, I recover it all in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of the cross, I call this spirit paralyzed, neutralized, and I put it to death, mental illness, in Jesus' name. I put the spirit of mental illness uh, to death now in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you getting something tonight? What has, what has been the generational curse in your, in, in your lineage? Has it been the violence? Has it been rage? Has it been anger? That you know, you know, and you got to understand something. You, you, you don't blame your parents. Don't blame your grandparents because they was under the influence of demon spirits. You got to forgive because none of this is going to work if you don't forgive. You got to be willing to forgive those that's wounded you and hurt you, lied on you, assassinated your character. You got to be willing to forgive. You got to get clean. So there's a spirit of rage and anger, violence in your lineage from your parents, grandparents, great grandparents, that feuding spirit. You ever notice some families got there's always arguments, feuding spirit. And and you see that you see traces of it with you? Said not so. I'm gonna recover all. I'm gonna recover the peace that God wanted my family, my lineage to have. But the devil came and stole peace out of my lineage. Every time you turn around, everybody's arguing, fighting, angry, rage, violence, always fighting, always fussing. You're going to recover all. Today, tonight is your night of recovering all. If that's you, then you speak with, uh, 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 speak to this thing with me. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I'll address the spirit of rage. I'll address right now the spirit of violence. I'll address right now the spirit of anger. I'll address right now the spirit of feuding that has been passing down in my lineage from generation to generation, and you trying to attach yourself to me. Not so, you foul spirit, by the blood of the cross. I call you paralyzed. I call you neutralized, and I call you dead now in Jesus' name. I am crucified to you, and you are crucified to me. I command you to be rooted up and rooted out and cut off from your tentacles, and I drive you not only out of me, but I drive you out of the region. Go now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Watch the freedom you begin to experience. Watch the liberty you're getting ready to experience. You're going to be shocked and amazed. Wow, I haven't experienced peace like this in years. Now recover all. Now, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I recover the peace that the devil has stolen from my lineage, my parents, my great-grandparents, my grandparents, and my great-grandparents, my great-great-grandparents, all the way to four generations, Lord God. Matter of fact, all the way back to the Lord Jesus, the cross of Christ. I recover my peace now. I recover the peace of this lineage. I recover the peace of this lineage. This peace will not only fall upon me, but this peace will continue to my children and my children's children until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak it, I decree it, and I declare it to be so in Jesus' name. Are you getting this? That generational thing. What about the generation spirit of poverty? Poverty is just not a lack of not having money. But what comes with poverty? Like famine, uh, greed, stinginess, love of money, and hoarding. 
And a lot of people don't know that's the spirit of poverty. You can have money, but you're a hoarder. You got to you got to keep everything. Keep everything. I've seen people uh, 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 move into a nice house, beautifully decorated. Come back five years, two years, and then it's it's jam packed with all kinds of stuff. Don't even it's so out of order. Nothing they can have match hoarding. They got to keep everything. Everything. That's the spirit of poverty. That's the spirit of poverty. Being a thief, you got to, you, you steal. A kleptomaniac. You just got to have, got to have, got to have. That's the spirit of poverty. That's the spirit of poverty. You want to break that thing tonight? From your lineage? Your mother was like that. Your father was like that. Your grand, your parents, your grandparents were like that. Your great grandparents were like that. Or what, whoever's in your li- uncles, aunts, whatever the case may be. That spirit is trying to pass down to you. You want to break it? Then you speak to it, and you're going to recover the spirit of prosperity. I speak right now in the name of the Lord Jesus of the spirit of poverty. I command you to be cut off to the roots and the tentacles, and I drive you out. Command you to be rooted up and rooted out, and I drive you not only out of me, but I drive you out of the region in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to go now in Jesus' mighty name. Go now in Jesus' mighty name. And, Lord, I recover all. I recover the spirit of prosperity that you had assigned to this lineage in Jesus' mighty name. I thank and I praise you, Lord God, that your blessings is overtaking me on the right hand and on the left hand. I thank you, Lord God, for restoring divine connections that you had assigned to my lineage, oh God, that the enemy manipulated, oh God, I recover right now in Jesus' name, failed business deals that the enemy stole, Lord God, in my lineage, in Jesus' mighty name, it is coming back, oh God, divine connections is taking place even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, investments that the enemy stolen is coming back, oh God, sevenfold, in Jesus' mighty name, I speak it, I decree it, and I declare it to be so, I recover all without fail tonight, in Jesus' name. Wow. Oh, I sense faith is stirring on this line tonight. This broadcast, faith is stirring. Faith is stirring. Faith uh, is increasing. Faith is gaining momentum. It's gaining momentum. It's gaining momentum. Pastors, leaders, the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy our ministries. Your destiny, your anointing. And it seems like every time you try to progress, did you take a step forward? It's like you're taking a step backwards. You're taking a step forward, but you're taking a step backwards. Father, right now, in the name of God, I'm going to pray for all of the pastors, apostles, and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Father, just lift up the leaders, O oh God, that join us, O oh God, on this broadcast. And, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak dichotomy, acrimony, segregation, in the midst of all satanic, demonic, fleshly, soulish manipulation, even now, in Jesus' mighty name, I come against the spirit, O oh God, of chaos and confusion, division, separation, and divorce. You will not, cannot, and shall not operate in these ministries. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I address right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the spirit of distraction. In Jesus' mighty name has been assigned them to these ministries. In Jesus, I come against every lying, manipulating, cunning, and crafty demon. God's the backbiting and rumors has been released against these ministries. In the name of Lord Jesus, I say not so in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of divination and witchcraft and sorcery and voodoo, hex, spells, chants, black magic, white magic, direct and indirect witchcraft, witchcraft prisons and witchcraft poisons. Even now, in the name of Jesus, direct and indirect witchcraft. In Jesus' name, sleep ways, rough ways, in the name of the Lord Jesus, mind control, mind bondage, mind blindedness. In the name of Jesus, generation of curses in Jesus' name, I command right now the fire of God to fall upon you. And I command the fire of God to consume you even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to be rooted up and rooted out of the ministries in Jesus' mighty name. And I drive you out of the ministries. And I drive you out. Of the region, even now, in the name of Jesus. Go now in Jesus' name. Leave the region now in the name of Jesus and do not return. And Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we recover all without fail. We recover, Lord God, uh, we recover the anointing. We recover praise. We recover worship. We recover the helpful God that the enemy manipulated from us. I speak, decree, and declare to recover a skillful 
Men and women of God that are skilled for no men are cunning work, even now in the name of Jesus. I speak right now the recovery of musicians. Uh, 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 I wouldn't call them even musicians, uh, but the recovery of all of psalmists, oh God, and minstrels uh, in Jesus' name. The recovery of apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The recovery of all of teachers, oh God, uh, 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 administrators in Jesus' name, secretaries uh, in Jesus' name, porters in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, God, everything that we need, oh God, that the enemy has stolen sevenfold, better quality and better quantity is coming back now in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody may have been divorced. The devil stole your marriage. And you hurt and you're bitter, you're angry. Or your children, your family. Go ahead and forgive. Say, Lord, I will to forgive my spouse, my children, whoever has wounded me and hurt me from my heart. Give me the grace to forgive them from my heart. Go ahead and forgive them. You're still alive. It's still not over. Either God will restore your marriage or God will give you a better marriage. Better than what you ever, ever had. Father, we speak right now to the enemy of families, the enemy of marriage. We speak dichotomic morning segregation in the midst of these foul forces, and we command these forces to turn on their own kind now in Jesus' mighty name. We release the vengeance of God upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We command you to loose the marriages, uh, O oh God, of uh, every personal God uh, that is joined with us, O oh God, uh, and that connects with us, O oh God, on this radio program in Jesus' mighty name. Those that is married and those that is divorced and desire to remarry one day, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, I speak, decree, and declare to these spirits uh, that you are paralyzed, you are neutralized by the blood of the cross, and we put you to death now in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, you have been operating illegally in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, we release the judgment of God upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, divorce in our lineage in Jesus' mighty name. Divorce in our parents' life, grandparents, great-great-grandparents, um, no more in Jesus' name. We say divorce stop today. Divorce stops tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, we command you to be rooted up and rooted out and we cut you off from the roots and the tentacles and we drive you out by the finger of God not only out of this marriage not only out of this lineage but out of the region and we command you not to return in Jesus mighty name go in Jesus mighty name and Lord God right now in the name of the Lord Jesus we recover Lord God unity of the spirit of the bond of peace we recover Lord God and the two shall become one we recover oneness in Jesus mighty name many marriages have never experienced oneness because of the enemy who has manipulated them but tonight we recover we recover oneness. We recover oneness. We recover oneness now in Jesus' mighty name. Without fail. Without fail. Without fail, we recover all. Without fail. Without fail. Without fail. We recover divine health without fail. We recover divine wealth without fail. We recover it all. Recover it all. We recover our holiness. We recover righteousness. We recover the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, the faith of the Lord. We recover it all without fail. Ladies and gentlemen, my time is about up. Join us in the morning. We're in our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer time. Powerful prayer this morning, 5.30 a.m. this morning. Those that would like to join us, uh, number is 712-432-3900. The code, code is 287381-POUND. The playback number is 712-432-3903. It's the same code. You have to go to the website for the reference number. The uh, website is ejmpcc.com uh, for to pray with us uh, this from this morning. Join with us. Call your families and friends and to be with us in the morning at 5.30 a.m. for a time of prayer, a time of intercession, and a time of warfare. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie, with the Master Key. Until tomorrow at 6 p.m. Look forward to being with you. Let the rest of your night be blessed. Have a sleep sweet a, a sweet sleep tonight, and let your dreams and your visions be induced by the Holy Spirit. God bless you, love you, and appreciate you. Thank you.